I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Doncic. Oh, goes behind the back. The floater, you bet. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network, live from Twitter jail. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The winning wonder, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Spaniard, Spaniard, Spaniard. Dodge Let's go. What a win. That was a good win. That's an MVP performance right there. What a game. I mean, it, Luka Doncic, man, he's, he's unreal. He is. He's absolutely unreal. Uh, on today's show, Isaac and I are going to break down the Dallas Mavericks 105-89 to win over the Los Angeles Clippers of Los Angeles slash uh, wherever they decide to play. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs, 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. Hmm. The Mavericks get the win. Luca. We have to talk about him. He's real good. 42 points, plus 29 on the night. <laughs> plus 29 on the night. Uh, nine assists, only six rebounds, so didn't get that tripped up. Bad game for him. Bad 16 game. of 28 from the floor, six of 11 from three. Only took five free throws, which is the same number of free throws the Mavs took all of Monday night. So <laughs> that was a positive endeavor, I guess. Um only four turnovers as well. Another positive thing for Luca. He was hitting all over the place. And one of the big ways and big areas the Mavericks won this game was in the mid-range. They 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 beat the Clippers in three-point shots. Like that was huge. Clippers were 9 of 32, 28% from 3. The Mavericks were 15 of 34 from 3. So that was a big disparity and the Mavericks took advantage of that. But in the mid-range, according to cleaning the glass, Mavericks 18 of 32 in the mid-range. That's like 56%. Clippers, 8 of 26 in the mid-range. They have Paul George. They have Kawhi Leonard. They have Marcus Morris. They have Lou Williams. These guys are all supposed to be good at mid-range shots. 8 of 26 in this game. Uh, That's 30% from the mid-range. The Mavericks took advantage, and all of Luka's floaters count in that number too. So great stuff from the Mavericks on that end. Uh, We're able to take advantage. The Clippers just kind of shot themselves out of this game in, in a lot of ways, but the Mavericks helped them do it. Luca was in his bag all night when I feel like this, I mean, this version of Luca, you put it up against anybody in the league. I mean, there's, there's no, when, when Luca is shooting like, like this 57% from the field tonight, 16 of 28 from the field, six of 11 from the three point line, 54% from three. Like when he's doing that, there's nothing you can do. And, you know, no matter how he's shooting from the field, he can always get into the paint. He can always post. He can always, you know, draw some fouls and you know under the goal if he, it's just not his night. But he is in a groove right now shooting the basketball. I mean, it was like first quarter and he was doing a step back from like 28 feet, just <laughs> draining it. And but it's that it's that consistent mid range, and it's the mid range that that's the encouraging part because. How many, how many times do we see the big shots in the playoffs happen in the mid-range? 
We see the Kawhis, we see LeBrons, we see, you know, KDs. Jordan. Get to, yeah, you get to your spot, and when you need a bucket, this is what separates the Lucas from Giannis. I mean, we've talked about Giannis so many times. Like, you can win the MVP awards all day, but unless you have a mid-range or some type of shot to get that bucket, and Luka has the bucket at every dimension, at every layer, at every however you want to define it, he can get to the rim, he can, I mean, tonight, shooting the lights out from three, but he also has that that consistent mid-range that it's so, like, boring, but in a good way, the, his mid-range, because it's well, not... The floaters are not. The floaters where he crosses Paul George into the dirt and oh, then oh. goes behind his back and then hits the floater. Those are not boring. Those count as mid-range, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Those those aren't boring. We Yeah, we got to talk about that Paul George play <laughs> later on. Uh, but... Luca is just, he makes it look so easy and he's going against Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and some of these guys. And I mean, I don't care who they would have had out there tonight. I mean, Abaka, Patrick Beverly, nobody's, you know, nobody's Luke Kennard, apparently $64 million Luke Kennard to just chill over on the sidelines. And he's like, Our- dude, I used to play in Detroit and he got paid $64 million to live in LA and not even play not even sweat. So Dude, our uh, our up. friends at Locked On Clippers, Charles and Will, we were we were tweeting at him during the game, like, what is going on? Why is Luke Kennard not playing? He's not hurt. He's you know he's healthy, and they said he's in Tyloo's doghouse because of defense, and he's literally just not playing. They gave him a four year, sixty four million dollar contract to sit him, and it reminds me a little bit of Dwight Powell, <laughs> a little bit, right? Like. <laughs> Given this contract, they gave Dwight Powell three years, thirty three in twenty nineteen, and he gets DMP CDs, so. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not the same as at least when he got the contract extension, he was still playing a lot. And it's like, all right, cool. Like you're playing a lot, and you make a lot of money. Luke Kennard's not. Even well, and he was right already now. on the. He was already on the team. Dwight was already on the team too. It wasn't like I guess it was more like the. Yeah. Anyway, it's crazy. That's crazy that Luke yeah. Kennard's just not getting any run, especially like this Clippers team. So the first game they played Kawhi Leonard. The first game of this of this series. This this two-game series they played this week. So Monday, they played Kawhi Leonard 40 minutes. They played a short rotation. They didn't have Serge Ibaka then. And they played this playoff rotation, basically. And uh, they they could use a couple extra players, I thought, uh, especially in this one. They were playing uh, Terrence Mann some minutes. They played well, Reggie Terrence Jackson. Mann and Luka had some 20 words minutes. tonight. Terrence well, Mann fo- following in the Marcus Morris footsteps of just being the agitator, but doesn't have the jump shot. I was going to say, I'll, I'll, I'll take that statement back. Luca had words for him because every time I seen Luca chirping back at him or chirping at him, Terrence Mann was like walking away. He, he wasn't about it. So yeah. I don't have control of my limbs. I just, you know, I foul and that's, it is what it is. Luca's like, no man, like I was driving and you grabbed my arm and pulled me back. That is not Luca had Luca had words for a lot of people tonight. <laughs> Can we talk about the refs a little bit just to get it over with? Uh, they're brutal, man. Absolutely rough in this game. And Clippers fans are complaining as well. There is there is calls I thought like, oh, man, KP just fouled there. Didn't get called for it. Uh, yeah. yeah, just absolutely a brutal game refs-wise. The, the worst play, though, the, the worst play was the Kawhi Leonard one that Carlisle almost got a tech for. Where <laughs> no, the was, worst play is what we both retweeted on Twitter. The Josh Richardson. Oh, the, the Richardson. <laughs> Oh, what so, okay, on the, God's green earth was that? The two worst plays. So there's the one where Richardson is uh, defending Kawhi, and Kawhi catches the ball, 
and does the thing that Kawhi always does. He didn't get called for at all in this game, where he extends the arm, the yeah. off arm, without the ball, and he puts it right in Josh Richardson's throat. Now, he did not do it on purpose. It's not like he went out of his way to do it, but no. hits Josh Richardson in the throat, and he throws his head back, and no call. And then Maxi comes over to help because he sees Richardson, and they're going to double. And then Kawhi hooks Kawhi hooks Maxi with that same off arm. Ref standing literally right in front of them, like yeah. right there on the baseline, right in front of him. Like nobody had a better angle of that throat hit, touch, punch, whatever you want to call it, than uh, than than that ref did. And then no call on either thing. <laughs> and then Carlisle got all upset. And then the play you're talking about was uh, Josh Richardson was running baseline. The Mavericks were on offense. And, right, they were on offense on, on this play. Josh Richardson running baseline. Marcus, yeah. and he comes over to, like, or Maxi comes over to screen Marcus Morris. And, they and like, Mar like Maxi kind of pushes Marcus Morris a little bit with his, with his arm, just trying to get, like, a frame of reference where he was. And Marcus Morris then pushes Josh Richardson and then Josh Richardson goes flying. So it looks like it looks like it was a domino effect, right? Like Maxi barely pushes Marcus Morris, then Marcus Morris pushes Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson goes flying into the corner. A little bit of a flop there. But they call the foul on Maxi. I was like, what are <laughs> It was wild. What? I, I didn't understand that at all. The Josh Richardson throw hit. That was in the corner. So I was in the arena tonight and it was in the corner closest to me. And as soon as it happened, Tyler Tyler Bay and some of the guys on the bench, they immediately stood up. The bench started freaking out. Everybody saw it happen. I mean, he grabbed his throat. And as soon as, you know, that the dead ball after that, I mean, they were just in the fit. I mean, Rick was, I thought Rick was for sure going to get teed up. <laughs> and I mean, even into the timeout, because they hit a three after that. Rick calls timeout. Rick is going nuts on the ref. And they held their tongue on that. Probably because they knew they messed it up. But I was gonna say sometimes refs will give you a little bit more of a leash on those technicals if they know for sure they messed up. Yes. Uh, coming up, we're gonna get into this game, break it all down. But I want to talk about one of the most important players in this game and of this week. It's the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. We want to highlight the player that has brought us the most joy, player that has uh, really stepped up this week. I want to give it to Josh Richardson. I mean, we we talk about Luca all the time. We led the show with it. I want to give it to Josh Richardson. He won the defensive player of the game belt in this one. His defense, I thought, was a big reason why the Mavericks came out with effort in this game. And in a couple other games you know, last week, he had that 27-point game against the Thunder in that loss without Luka and, and Porzingis. I thought that was a great game. He had a 20-point game against the Nuggets, which we thought was one of his best games of the season. Uh, he had the stinker against the Clippers on Monday. Didn't really play that well against them. But then, it, then he followed it up with this game against the, the Clippers. He, 14 points, five rebounds, two assists, three steals, a block, uh, plus 16. He defended Kawhi. He defended Paul George. Like He was all over the place defensively. He was grabbing loose balls out of the air. Great stuff from Josh Richardson. I'm giving him the player of the week. He had a block tonight on Reggie Jackson that it looked like he was flying. Like you, <laughs> I watched that clip so many times. No matter, just like tweet out the clip and I don't, don't go back and look at it. I watched that clip so many times because he gets up so high and chases down and, and does the LeBron type block off the backboard. And it just feels like he he's in the air and then he goes up another level in the air. It it's just wild to watch. And I thought that was just an incredible play by him. He had some big time three. He had like an in and out, like kind of um yeah, an in and out dribble on Paul George. 
shockingly. And <laughs> that they ended up in a three right in his face that I thought was nasty a little bit after that. Uh, he's playing really well. His energy's there. I mean, effort's always there for Josh. But yeah, I love what we're seeing from Josh Richardson lately. We'll get into him a little bit more later in the show, but Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. Joy creates success. Josh Richardson has brought us joy. Go get yourself a Michelob Ultra. Also, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. It's the only place that we trust to go put your money on some of these games. The Mavericks uh, definitely covered that three-point spread we talked about yesterday. They won this game. They got the spread. You can go bet on all kinds of NCAA games that are coming up soon, right? Like there's games today if you're listening to this on Thursday. So if you're looking at some of these games, SMU, they're not in the tournament, right? What, what am I looking at right here? NIT. NIT, I guess. SMU, one-point underdog against Boise State if you're interested in that. Here's the one, UCLA, Michigan State. That's the play-in game for, the, for that tournament, right? Michigan yeah, it's going to break records for play-in um, like ratings. Michigan State, a two-point favor over UCLA if you're interested in that one. And then a whole bunch of other stuff, obviously. Go check out betonline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKEDON. Get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit if you want to check out BetOnline. Go put some money down. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And if you're going to put some money down on BetOnline, you might as well know what you're doing. Go listen to Lockdown Bets wherever you get your podcast. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling have it down for you they have hockey they're, they're incredible at hockey picks like lee sterling knows his hockey uh nba is kind of all over the place but hockey put some money down on some hockey games uh and college sports as well he's been killing ho- college sports so go check that out locked on bets all right isaac let's get into this game let's do josh richardson now he was the michael ultra player of the week that we gave him uh his defense set the tone rick carlisle said it after the game that Josh Richardson's defense set the tone for this one. And you could tell, even from the opening tip, I went back and just watched the beginning because the ESPN app didn't let me watch the first five minutes of the game because it sucks. So I went back and watched it. Even the opening tip, Josh Richardson looks like he's springier, looks like he was into it. After the game, Richardson said, you know, I've never been in the Western Conference before and I've never had to have, you know, you're up against a good team almost every single night and you have to bring it at a different level Every Welcome single to the West, yes. Welcome to the West. It is what it you know. It is what it is. Dirk Dirk knows this better than anybody, right? Like you have to play against the best of the best all the time. He did it his whole career, and so Josh Richardson to me, that energy, that intensity. Some of it is legs, right? He had COVID. He he dealt with it. He had to go overcome it. Then he comes back, and that, that's two different things. To to miss a couple weeks in the middle of a season, you have to get your conditioning under you. But he had to do that while having COVID as well, not knowing exactly what it did to his lungs with his wind, all that kind of stuff. I think he's finally getting it back under him. He's finally having the the energy and the lift and the legs to go out and do what he does and to be that dog he said he was coming, right? Like he said the dogs yeah. are coming on you know in the offseason. We're finally seeing that from him. Being the intent like anytime Josh Richardson is clapping on the floor, it's a positive thing and you love to see it, right? Like any play. And learn him learning how to be a vet, I think is another thing too, but he's that I can get into a little in a little bit, but he's getting his legs under him and he's finally becoming the player that we hoped he could be at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And we've pointed out before too. I mean, just, you know, he's the, he's a leader and, you know, into, into the game, even when he's not checked into the game either. I, you know, I posted a, a picture sign on Twitter that I took at the game that, you know, for the, all the first part of the fourth quarter, I mean, heck maybe even longer in the fourth quarter, but I, I was just watching Luca's dominance in the fourth. But at the first like four or five minutes of the fourth, the whole bench was standing up, like in front of the bench, not even like standing up in front of their chairs, but they were all together. Yeah. And they were just so hyped. They're, 
you could tell they all they wanted this game so bad. I know that sounds like dumb to say it's like, don't you want every game? But they wanted this one really, really bad. And Luca wanted it bad, but the team wanted it too. And Josh is like right there at the front of those guys, leading that charge, has his towel, you know, rallying the guys on, you know, from the bench because you know, it is we've talked about fans in the arena, and you know, we had fans in the arena tonight, a good portion of them. It's so amazing. If you were there, shout out to you because we could hear so many fans. I loved hearing fans. I've never appreciated fans more in my entire <laughs> life at uh, sporting events. And it I th- it was amazing. When Luca dropped Paul George, you could hear it in the whole building. Everybody freak out. You could out. hear when him Max- at the ground or you could hear the... Yeah, we heard it just... Sm- heard him smack the ground, yes. And just when Maxi... <laughs> that Maxi play... I mean, yeah. I mean, it felt like the place just erupted, which it did, but you know, it, it was just wild. It was the first moment and you know what, over a year that I was at a Mavs game and you know, I break the typical media rules because, uh, you know, I halfway work for the team in a way in a freelancing <laughs> position, basically. So the, I stand the, up. I, I don't the care. Old school, the old school rules used to be, you're not allowed to, to cheer. You're not allowed to stand up and clap and you're not allowed to be a fan basically in the press box. But I mean, there's a line that Tormund uses in Game of Thrones. Uh, it's where he uses a word. Where's in the front big of woman? Uh, no, not that. Uh, he uses a word uh, that I'm not. I've gonna, always uh, had blue eyes. <laughs> that I'm not going to say on the pod. And he says blank tradition, and uh, so that is my uh, <laughs> that is my thing to that because I stood up for that maxi play and uh, I was hyped. It was the first time I like stood up out of excitement at a live sporting game in like so long. So I was hyped and. Yeah, Josh leads that excitement and energy on the team, whether he's checked in the game or not in the game. Yeah, he's learning how to become a vet too. He in Miami, he was always that young player, right? Like he was the young up and coming guy. He was the you know there was a bunch of vets around him, usually Haslam or whoever. And now he's learning how to become that vet. He's one of the older players on the team. It's kind of kind of wild, but yeah. he is with this team especially. And so, and he's been in the league a while. He's learning how to become a veteran. And that's a huge, huge development for the Mavericks, I think, To He's the guy now that has to set the tone. It's not somebody else sets the tone for him and he kind of pushes it along. It's he has to set the tone. And, and, so, Dor- and we, we need to mention, you know, Dorian was out tonight. Congratulations yeah. to him uh, welcoming uh, another child into the world, him and his girlfriend, his, his little son. And, you know, but Dorian is one of the main defenders on the team. So a little bit added pressure to Josh and Maxi tonight. You know, Maxi got Kawhi a lot of the night and, you know, Josh had Paul George, but still that's a, you know, you take, you have three primary defenders and you take one of those guys out of it, especially a starter, you know, it, it's more responsibility on Josh tonight. Yeah. And they've replaced him with Tim Hardaway Jr. The, get a little bit more spacing in the, in the court. Jalen Brunson had a rough game. And so they, mm. uh, man, they were down. It almost felt like they were down two rotation players at some points during this game because Brunson was playing so bad and Dorian was out. Uh, but man, they made up for it. Max played 40 minutes. Luca played 43 minutes. Almost the Mavericks didn't need this game, right? Like you mentioned this, that the Mavericks really wanted this game, but this game matters because the Mavericks now own the tiebreaker over the Clippers. If that is gonna, if yeah. it's gonna come down to anything, and this Clippers team is kind of sliding a little bit here, they 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 have games like this one where they just look bad. And it's Clippers, almost like some games matter more than other games, and some games do matter more than others. <laughs> so the Mavericks now, I want to go through this. Mavericks have tiebreakers over the Clippers, Denver, San Antonio. They're zero and one. They're they're zero and one against the Blazers. 
lost that one game, but they had these two games coming up. If they win these two games, that's tiebreakers over Denver, the Blazers, and San Antonio. Those are those are huge for the end of the season. Uh, yeah. They also I'll just go through the rest of the West. They lost one game against the Lakers so far. They have two of those games coming up in a in the same back to back, like they have with the the Clippers, April twenty twenty second and twenty fourth. Those are those two games against the Lakers. Uh, they're one one against the Warriors, and they have a game against them again on April twenty seventh. So that April twenty second to the twenty seventh run is really important for this team for some tiebreakers. Or we might see some guys uh, take a rest game. Yeah, they might they uh, lost two games against the jazz so they're not gonna win that one and then they've lost all three games against the suns but those probably won't come into play as much as some of these other teams so those this game was really important for the mavericks they take it they take the series and if it ends up you know down the line the mavericks are on the time and you could you could tell it when luca came out to start the fourth quarter and you're like oh they, okay it's it's, they, it's one of those games you're gonna luca's gonna play the rest of the way and uh, you couldn't help to get excited for that because, you know, Clippers hit a few threes at the end of the third, made it interesting. I think it was like five, six point game, whatever, going into the fourth. Yeah. But in your mind, you're like, all right, it's going to be a few minutes before Luca checks in. They got to weather the storm. And Luca stood up before then, you know, before coming out of the, the quarter. I'm watching him. And he takes off the warm. I'm like, let's go. It's it's <laughs> battle time. Luca's about to play this whole fourth. They really, that was the sign that I'm like, oh, they really, really want this. And they're going to let Luca go the rest of the way. And he did. And he played 43 minutes. They changed up his, they changed up his minutes. And you know, when they change Luca's minutes up a little bit and play him a little bit longer stretches, then, it, then it's a game that they want. So coming up, we'll get into this game. Also some news for the map for the Mavericks. We'll talk about a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, we'll talk about this game and the Mavs games going forward. So we'll get into that coming up. But before we do, rockauto.com is the place to go check out cars for or check out parts for your cars or trucks. They have all kinds of stuff. I don't think they have full cars, but I'm sure if you look through enough check of the pieces, the I'm sure if you look through enough pieces, you could piece together a car of some sort on rockauto.com. So go check it out. Whatever your car is, just go check out what they have at rockauto.com. Go look, the make the model, the car, the year of your car. They'll have it all laid out for you. You don't have to go find it somewhere. You don't have to go on a, you know, a hunt on all these different places. You can just go find it. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you want to spend up to twice as much at some of these Rick and Mortar stores? Brick and Rick and Mortar? Brick and Brick and Brick and Mortar stores. I always struggle with that word. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on. And there, how did you hear about us box? They know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. And we have to tell you about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar I've ever had. An incredible snack, like 130 calories, low carbs, low sugar, uh, high fiber. They not have a lot of sugar, and they taste like they do have a lot of sugar. Right now, Built Bar is doing a bracket for March Madness. Here are the matchups right now: salted caramel. Versus cookie dough chunk. Interesting. I think I'm going to go salted caramel that one. That one's, that one's a little bit of an yeah, upset. Me, yeah, me too. Coconut versus birthday cake. Not not sure I've had either of those. Uh, mint brownie versus coconut puff. Mint brownies. Going to destroy that one. Brownie. Caramel brownie versus double chocolate. Give me the double chocolate. And then coconut brownie chunk versus lemon almond cheesecake. Go see what the matchup is today. Who will win the championship on Built Bar? And while you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order with Built Bar. While you're at it and thinking about March Madness, go listen to Locked On NBA Draft. Our guys, Richard Mavs Draft, is all over the NBA Draft. All kinds of breakdowns on guys. The Draft Dummy, Sam and Cody, bring some real good, solid info. 
You guys can go listen to Locked On NBA Draft wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris. Before we get into a little bit more about this game, there's some news around the Mavericks organization. Sean Bradley, the former Mavs center, uh, was on his bike in it around his Utah home. I think it said that he was a block away. The Mavericks put out a statement about this uh, back in G- back in January, like January 20th. He was out riding his bike. He was hit by a car and uh, he was paralyzed. And just a, a crazy out of left field. PR statement from the, from the Mavericks, uh, something that yeah. happened two months ago. And, uh, man, it, it shook me for a second just to think. First, my first thought was, and this is probably not the best thought to have, but this is I'll just be honest, this is my first one. How much of an idiot and how much do you not have to be paying attention to hit a guy that's seven foot six on a bicycle, right? Like You're just mm-hmm. not paying attention at that point. Uh, and my, obviously, my next thought was just condolences to his family. Uh, man, can't imagine how tough that is. And, uh, yeah, our, our prayers go out to him and his family. Yeah, it was crazy. You know, I texted Nick right off the bat when I, I got that in my email inbox because it was just wild. It was. It was just a wild, out-of-the-blue, um, you know, press release. And I was just reading it saying, oh, my gosh, like, what a, a freak of an accident. And, you know, the fact that it happened two months ago. This is the first I'd heard of it. I didn't even heard anything of it. No, me either. Two months ago, and he's been rehabbing. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, he had a fusion surgery, uh, on his spinal cord. And, uh, the, I think the encouraging part of it to put a positive, uh, spin on it, if there is, is that he's going to, he's, they said he's in positive spirits and that he's going to attack this rehab and attack this, you know, where he's at now and try to make a difference. And he said in the press release that he's going to really fight for, uh, better safety. And as far as, you know, bicycle riding and all of that, and uh, that's, you know, when a card is, you know, cards are dealt to you, how to, you know, you got to play the best hand and it's encouraging, you know, to see something like that, you know, somebody like that, take that situation and say, you know what, I'm going to make the best out of this. And I'm going to try to make a difference in other people's lives, uh, based off something that happened in my life. And I know it challenged me reading that. I'm like, dang, like that, what, what am I doing? You know, (laughs) Bradley's out of here paralyzing and his thoughts are about how can I help other people? And, so yeah, and everybody I ever talked to about Sean Bradley is just they always speak highly of him. A lot of respect for him. One of the cameraman, uh, cameramen tonight, uh, now down near the court had a Bradley jersey on. I thought that was a touching uh, tribute mm. to Bradley. So yeah, thoughts and prayers out to uh, Sean Bradley for sure. Uh, let's keep going on this game. So Dallas Mavericks. So uh, we talked about Luca a lot. Forty-two points though, man. Like he just he like. The Locked On Clippers guys tweeted out, Clippers had a bad night, but they played some good defense. Luka was just on fire. There's a difference when Luka hits this level than when anyone else really hits this level, besides like a LeBron or a Harden or somebody like that. Even Dame Lillard. like it's Dame Lillard and Luka, they're, the level they can hit it are just different. It's just different types. Dame Lillard hits the craziest, deepest shots. Luka can just pick it apart with his passing. And then, you know, he bullies himself into the into the paint and does you know, just different things. Like, there are just different levels that superstar players can hit. And Kawhi kind of hit one in on the Monday game with his defense and then his shot making, right? Like he just, all of a sudden you just it it's kind of like a switch. It's kind of just like it kicks into gear where all of a sudden mm-hmm. Kawhi is everywhere and he's he's blocking shots, he's getting steals, he's deflecting passes, and then on the other end, he's hitting threes, and he's hitting his mid-range shots, and he's just carving up the defense, basically. Luka, his level is 
I'm going to push you guys all around. I'm going to make the defense move and cave to me. I'm going to hit open players whenever I can find them. I'm going to pass players open. And then if my step back's going, you got no other answers. There's no other answers if the step back is going because that is the bailout shot of all bailout shots. And if it's going and if it's hitting and he hit six of his 11 tonight, then there's no answers. No, none at all. And I think what takes is if, when we're comparing to him to guys across the league, he's an entertainer. And I think, I think there's a difference between an entertainer. You know, a, you can be a star and not be an entertainer. And he's both of them. And, you know, like, like Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan, I know everybody wants to say he's boring. <laughs> he was a star. I wouldn't say he's really an entertainer. Luca is an entertainer. Steph Curry, an entertainer. Damian Lillard, an entertainer. Like, for me, those three guys are the three biggest entertainers in the league right now. It's when they're on their game and they're like, I mean, it's you can't put it down. You have to watch the TV and watch them play because it's so much league fun. League pass alert. Yeah, and I mean, we we joked at the beginning, the Maximus Gladiator, are you not entertained? When Luca dropped Paul George tonight, that's this is one <laughs> of the best moments. When, whenever you're a Mavs fan, it's like euphoria whenever it's like the end of the game and they're they're winning, you know they're gonna win, but there's like three minutes left. It's the sweet spot of oh, Luca's just gonna go for the daggers of all daggers. He's doing the step backs, the thirty footers, just the and the arena's feeling it. Like that's the that's the spot. I'm like just I hook it up to my veins, like right here. Just just put it in my veins. I love those last three minutes when you know he's just going for the daggers, and when he dropped Paul George, did the floater, and turned around and held up his hands, it was the. Cl- I mean, are you not entertained? This is Luka freaking Doncic, and that is. I was just. I'm like, oh, God, I signed me up for this for ten more years. Looking up at the fans too, right? Not looking at the refs, not looking at other players, not even looking at his teammates, which is fine with me. Like looking up at the fans, I think that fuels him in a way we haven't seen. And to be honest, before the season, I was a little worried that they weren't going to have fans. Or before the bubble, I guess I was a little bit more worried that they weren't going to have fans. And Luca really feeds off of that. And what is that going to do for him? Is he still going to bring it the same every night? And he answered the question, yes, he's still going to bring it every night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we don't have to worry about him and his motivation. But Having fans back, like we're starting to get like vaccinations are starting to go out more. The NBA announced that they are going to limit some of their restrictions for for you know players that have been fully vaccinated and that kind of stuff. Like there's Isaac, there's some light at the end of this tunnel as far as yeah. some of this stuff. And so to see Luca, um, you know, interact with fans like that was, was awesome. The the actual drop though, so Luca drives right to the right wing. And Paul George is right on his hip. Like they were all Clippers players were on Luca, like right up in his face the whole game. It was hard. Batum did not foul out of this game. I do not know. He is the worst player to get superstar foul treatment I've seen in in a while. He just hangs on people and drove me nuts. But anyway, keep going. The refs didn't even call an intentional foul that Luca tried to draw on Kawhi. Oh, Kawhi. Now it was was probably going to be a clear path foul, and that would have sucked, but. Luca tried to get an intentional foul. They didn't even call it. They were just not calling anything in this game and then calling stuff that didn't happen. Uh, so Luca drives right. Paul George right on his hip, and then he just tries to plant with his right foot. He tries to go right over left, and he slides a little bit, falls to the floor, uh, and t- like has to touch the ground in order to get up. And then Luca just goes right around him, and then he drives. And when Luca drives, like it's just, it's just quite a moment because all of a sudden he's at the free throw line. Paul George is behind him. His butt was on the ground. And Nick Batum is in front of him. 
And Nick Batum can't get up in his face at that point. It's too late. And Luca just takes one step past the free throw line, pulls up a floater and hits it. Like that type of play, you like the defense, if the defense collapsed at all, someone is cutting from the baseline. And this time it was Josh Richardson. Like if, if Kawhi had come up and helped from the weak side corner, then Josh Richardson is going to the going straight to the basket and he's gonna get a dunk. Or yeah. Porzingis was was on the, the strong side corner and he was gonna, you know, get a dunk somehow or, or an open shot. Like there's just no answer for plays like that. And it was just it's delightful to see. You you love it. It's a superstar type play, even though it was the end of the game and they had already won. And he dropped him earlier. You know, that was like the twice. The, yeah, the appetizer there. Uh, except he missed the three. And I mean, we almost had to just re- retire Paul George jersey and everything at that point. It, but the thing is, though, he had a good game. Like he was the one guy in on the Clippers that had a really good shooting night. He was no, he uh, did, 28, yeah. 28.7 boards, five assists for him. That's a good night. Um, yeah, five of eight from three. Do you want to have the West Owandu conversation or? Uh, looks like we're out of time. So we'll. <laughs> I mean,. So Wes Owandu gets the playing time over Josh Green or Tyler Bay or anybody else. It's we've seen this before. Like we've seen this game before, right? I was on the lock. I was on the locker room app with uh, with Kirk after the game. We're we're going live on locker room today on Thursday, by the way. Uh, so if you guys want to hang out with us on locker room, seven p.m. I think or eight p.m. Central time, we're gonna be on. Isaac will tweet it out. I'll tweet it out via the Locked On Mavs Twitter because <laughs> I cannot tweet out from my own. Uh, but so I was on locker room and I was just saying, remember when Justin Anderson versus Dorian Finney-Smith was a conversation on this podcast? We were like, who's yeah. going to get minutes? Who's the wing that's going to get minutes? And it was Dorian for the one fact that he doesn't make mistakes. And you know who makes mistakes is rookies, right? Like rookies make mistakes. They try stuff. They fail at things. They don't do the right things as far as, you know, playbook and stuff because they haven't had it memorized and it's short and off season, all that. And, Wesawandu got the playing time over some of those rookies. Now he only played 10 minutes or so. Didn't really do anything. Had two boards and one turnover and two fouls. And uh, that's all he did. Didn't even take a shot. So he didn't really do much in this game. Uh, Carlisle praised him afterwards and said he did stuff that helped the team. So probably stuff that didn't show up in the box score. I didn't see a lot, but that's the way Carlisle works, man. And it, it stinks. And we wish that he would play rookies a little bit more, especially like even late in this game when they had it so like, they had it ready, but I don't think we're going to get the, oh, can we get Josh Green 10 minutes a night? I don't think it's happening. My whole thing with the rookies is I understand why they don't play, but if you're going to play somebody at five to 10 minutes and it's Wes Wandu, Wes Wandu played 10 minutes and 38 seconds tonight. Wes Wandu played 10 minutes and 38 seconds more than he should have tonight. <laughs> and that should have went to Josh Green or Tyler Bay, whatever. That's not the biggest thing of tonight at all. It's a very small point, very small thing. Uh, tonight was about Luka Doncic saying, hey, I'm in the MVP race. Yes. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. There you go. We'll be back. We'll be back on Locker Room on Thursday night. So come hang out with us. Go just follow us and uh, see when we go live. So go follow me. I'm at Nick Van Exit on, on Locker Room. Do you know your Locker Room handle now that you're just down in this huge glass of milk? He's shaking his head no. Isaac doesn't know what his what it is. But you follow me and we'll uh we'll go live and we'll hang out together. That'll be fun. We'll get to actually talk to you guys one-on-one, which you haven't done a lot of. So thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. We'll be back tomorrow. So boom. Dacic. The lob to Kleber, who oops the alley. Largest lead of the game for Dallas.